Welcome to the Leading in Healthcare podcast, a podcast for leaders in healthcare that want to learn how to lead from their power place. With your host, Yashika Lind, an expert global healthcare consultant and development coach to top leaders in healthcare around the globe. And now here's your host, Yashika Lind. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Leading in Healthcare podcast. Today, I thought it would be good to talk about some steps that you can take to break a bad habit. And the reason why I decided that we should start to talk about this topic is because we are starting to move out of the first quarter, depending on, you know, how your organization breaks down the quarters into the second quarter of the new year. This is a time to reflect on what went well, what didn't go so well, and to also decide on what it is that you would like to see happen differently in your career, in your leadership. So without further ado, let's get into some of the steps that you can learn to take to break bad habits for good. So first you have to understand that habits are a normal part of life. They help us save time so that we can focus our attention and our energy on things that require more concentration, more focus, and more energy from us. The problem is when we have formed habits that don't line up with our goals and what we want to accomplish in life, they start to get in the way of us experiencing the life that we want to live, experiencing the career that we want to live, and getting ourselves into a bind which prohibits us from being the best leaders in not only our professional life, but also our personal life. When you notice this, you then start to take these steps to break a bad habit for good, right? For instance, you know that you let your reports get away from you. And so you vow to make things different or you didn't treat yourself well, you didn't rest, you didn't exercise. And so therefore you felt a little bit burned out at work. And so you vowed to do things differently. The problem is, Changing a bad habit can be more difficult than people lead you to believe. In this culture where you can swallow a pill and lose 100 pounds, or you can snap your fingers and change your whole life, nobody's having the real conversation around the fact that to actually change a bad habit, you may have to confront a little bit of a challenge. I'm hoping by the end of this podcast that you will understand more about habits so that it's going to be easier for you to step into this second quarter and make the changes that you need to make to either get back on track or stay on track in your leadership. According to the dictionary, and I'm just saying the dictionary, a dictionary, whatever, (laughs) the literal definition of a habit is a pattern of behavior, which is a compilation of the way you think, feel, and act that is created by frequent repetition or physiological exposure and it tends to occur subconsciously. It's important for us to stay grounded in the literal definition of what a habit is because remember when I say that habits help us save time? Well for survival the body likes to run like a well-oiled machine so it wants to do everything efficiently and when you start to do things repeatedly or act in a certain way time after time the brain puts that function on autopilot so that it is able to do these things without you having to take the time to think about them, the time and the energy to think about them like a self-driving car almost. The brain uses up a lot of energy and this helps your brain run more efficiently and again save that time and energy so that your brain can use its functions and focus on things that need more of your concentration. Now this is good right? It's good because when it comes to making sure your heart beats or you take a breath if you had to remember to do those things you'd probably die right? 
But putting these things in the control of your subconscious, something you don't have to be aware of, means that you don't have to remember these things. If you forget them, you die. And we don't want that to happen. It's not good. However, if the habits that you've adopted are things that you would like to change, then I got something for you. As we move forward in this discussion, remember I've already spoken a bit about how habits are formed via repetitive behavioral patterns, but I wanna dive a little bit deeper into the biology of habit formation. But I also wanna make sure that I keep this as simple as possible. Even though as leaders in healthcare, you probably understand some of the things that I'm about to go over. It is scientifically proven that your brain is shaped by your life experiences. Scientists call this neuroplasticity. When you do these repeated behaviors, your brain starts to form connections between brain cells called neural pathways and think of them as um, initially like dirt roads and depending on how long your behaviors are repeated if you keep doing something over and over for long enough these dirt roads then become paved pathways they become more hardwired like a paved road instead of a dirt road and once that happens signals between these nerve cells can fire off more efficiently faster more automatically than trying to travel over let's just say uh, the dirt road for instance and when this happens it becomes harder to correct a habit that you would like to change so when a behavior uh, pattern becomes more hardwired in your psyche it becomes harder to correct the habit that you would like to change so check this out on a simple level, to change a bad habit, you have to stop doing the bad habit, right? Duh, that makes sense. That pathway, or AKA that paved road that I just mentioned, will eventually stop being used. It will start to crumble up. And because the universe doesn't like to operate in a vacuum, because you know me, I like to throw in some spiritual stuff, but I also got the, the physics in here, so stick with me. The easiest way to create a new habit is not just by stopping a bad habit, because if you stop the habit, right, you're just deteriorating the road. The best way to stop a bad habit is to replace it with a good habit. Otherwise, your nature will be more resistant to changing the bad habit to avoid a void where the old habit used to be. For some of you, that's going to be a little deep, so make sure you rewind it so that you understand what I'm trying to explain. Creating new habits and substituting them for the bad habit causes two things to happen at the same time and it prevents the void that I mentioned. You end up building new neural pathways from the repetition of the new habit, which will make it easier the longer you do, and the old habit pathways deteriorate until they are less active or totally inactive. Most people get this wrong because they don't understand the physiological changes around forming better habits and only focus on the psychological behavioral changes. But when you only focus on changing bad habits as a behavioral change, the reason why it can be hard to change a bad habit into a good one is because there's also this biological piece behind it. You have to understand that to build new habits and new neural pathways and let the old ones deteriorate, this transition actually takes time. And while this transition is happening, you will need to rely on your own self-discipline. But the cool thing is that you don't have to do it for long. And if you understand what I'm trying to share with you here in this podcast episode, you may understand now that you may have felt in the past because you didn't 
understand that all you had to do was to use your self-discipline to get over the hump until those neural pathways were formed around your new habit and the other neural pathways around the bad or old habits deteriorate. All you had to do was wait it out. And if you could wait it out for this certain period of time, it would be smooth sailing from there. So let's talk about how you get over the hump. So if we look at the biology of change, we can start to estimate how long it will take for you to break a bad habit. And estimating how long it will take to break a bad habit is a twofold process. First of all, it can happen immediately. It can happen immediately in the realm of psychology and in the realm of behavior. This is sometimes what we call cold turkey. And all you need to do is make the decision to change. And as long as you stick with it, you don't look back. But that's hard because now you understand the biology of change. And since you now understand the biology of change, you can understand why this would be harder for people that don't have discipline to get through the time it takes to erode the neural pathways of the old bad habit. So we need to examine the time that it takes to kill the neural pathways or create the new one or do both simultaneously. And this is where science varies depending on the behavior and how deeply formed it is in your psyche. It can happen as fast as a little over two weeks or on average for some more deeply ingrained behaviors, it takes about three to six months. This is important because the 21 day myth or um, it takes three weeks to make a habit biologically on average, that's not true. To, to take a change that is deeply ingrained and make it stick, this is important because the myth about a change taking three weeks is something that we hold on to and we get disappointed in ourselves when we get to that point and we still fail at making the changes that we wanna make. Most people, for the average person that has a deeply ingrained behavior, it actually takes three to six months to change the biology of that situation in conjunction with the psychology and the behavior. As a side note, I hope this helps you understand that when I am working with private clients as their coach and their mentor, I don't work with people for less than three months. As a master mindset coach, there is a science to support the way that I coach the leaders that I coach and I do it in a way that creates lasting results. And this is also why coaching is very valuable if you want to make positive lasting changes in your life. When you are working with me as your coach, helping you through situations, helping you develop as a better leader, both in your professional life and your personal life, I can help you get over that hump where self-discipline often fails you to get on track and stay on track so that you can successfully take steps forward and never look back. That support is important during this phase because it is very hard to rely on self-discipline alone and to try to sustain this new ingrained behavior while killing old behaviors for three months on your own can be something that can be difficult. And you probably already know this because you probably tried and failed to do this on your own many, many times. Nevertheless, now that I've explained all of the things to you, here are some tips that you can try to break bad habits. Tip number one is you can change your self-concept. Your self-concept is a set of beliefs about yourself that you've come up with thus far in life. And it's been proven that if you want to make the fastest and the longest lasting changes, change the way you identify yourself. You may hear me say when I'm talking about the work that I do with the leaders that I train, that they are shifting their identity. If you think, feel, and act a certain way now, 
What if you looked at yourself as someone that never had the habit that you have or were able to overcome it? How do you think that person is thinking, feeling, and acting in regards to the things that you want to change? Start to identify yourself as that type of person and think, feel, and act the way that they would act. Number two, you can use a tracker. A good way to keep yourself on track is to measure your success and reward yourself along the way for your progress. A habit tracker is a visual tool that can show you how far you've come. All of my clients love the habit tracker that I include in their coaching package. It can be motivating to cross stuff off in your tracker and it can show you that you need to get your butt in gear if you see a lot of empty spaces on your tracker or it can show you just how well you've been doing and continue to allow you to stay on track. If you want your own version of a habit tracker, just send me a DM or email me at yashika at thelengroupllc.com and I will make sure to email you a free habit tracker. And the third and final step is to start small. Over the summer, I did a daily live stream series where I did a book study on the book Atomic Habits. And it was one of the best books that I knew to help you change bad habits if you wanted to try to do this work on your own. There are over two to three weeks of replays where I am coaching you through the concepts of the book. And if you want to go back and listen to those replays or go through the book series along with the replays that I did, then I have that linked in the show notes. Or you can also head over to the YouTube channel and just look for the Atomic Habits playlist and you can follow along with each episode from that playlist. So there you have it. Some ideas to help you understand that to move into this second quarter and make the changes that you want to make. It's not just about changing your behavior and it's not just about trying to change your mindset. It's also about allowing for biology, for physiology to catch up with the changes that you're trying to make. And if you understand how those three components work together to provide long lasting and successful change, and you can hang in there for the average of three to six months that it takes to really make these things stick, then the rest of the journey from there is smooth sailing. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leading in Healthcare. I will talk to you in the next episode. And remember, all resources are available for you in the show notes. Thanks.